Hello and welcome to the Under the Rug podcast. I'm making this podcast to talk about stories I find interesting. Things that keep me up at night, including frauds, missing persons, mysteries, murders, basically all things true crime. Maybe even some natural disaster stories, we'll see. I have long been fascinated by true crime and love to discuss it with people. There are cases that, for better or for worse, stick with me. And some of them are well-known, like Susan Powell, Kaylee Anthony, Sharon Tate. But there are lesser-known cases that I read of in the news as they happened, and then never heard of again. Those are the cases I'm eager to talk about here. The ones I want to awaken people to. I'm not a journalist, and I don't even play one on TV, so I'm not going to have new information or exclusive interviews for you. This is just me telling the story and probably putting some commentary in here and there. So the story I want to start with is one that really resonated with me, and I feel like it can resonate with a lot of people. And that's the tragic murder of Charlotte Zaremba. Charlotte Zaremba was born in Ellicott City, Maryland, to Jim and Suzanne. Ellicott is a smallish town of 70,000 people, and it's 25 minutes outside of Baltimore. Jim and Suzanne moved there from California in 1999 because it was affordable and safe. They bought a house, and it was there that they raised Charlotte and her older sister, Audrey. Charlotte grew up to be very philanthropic and just an overall good person. She was partnered with Best Buddies, which is a program that facilitates friendships between volunteers and disabled persons. She was also a Girl Scout, volunteered at a local hospital, and on top of all that, she made the honor roll. So as you can see, she was a truly giving, remarkable person. She dreamed of joining the Peace Corps and then wanted to eventually become a surgeon one day. She loved puzzles, mysteries, and was in the process of writing a sort of dystopian, sci-fi-esque novel where people were forbidden from expressing emotions. And from the way it sounds, the Zarembas lived a pretty, happy, typical suburban life. That is until the early morning hours of January 1st, 2017. Charlotte spent her New Year's Eve with her friend Marissa Poisel. Marissa was sick, and so Charlotte went by to keep her company and rub her feet. Marissa told the Washington Post that Charlotte likely would have stayed the night had Poisel not been throwing up. So instead, Charlotte's mom, Suzanne, picked her up and took her home. Charlotte and her family had settled in for the night and gone to bed. Then, a little before 2 a.m., Charlotte was awoken to an armed, masked intruder standing over her bed. He began to attack her, and Charlotte who had taken self-defense classes, fought back hard. I can't imagine what was going through her head. And I wonder if anything was said. And if anything was or wasn't said, did she know who her attacker was? Her mom heard the ruckus and headed for her younger daughter's room, where she found Charlotte fending off the attacker. Charlotte yelled for her mom to call 911. But Suzanne called for Jim to do that, as she rushed to her daughter's aid, trying her best to pull her away from the intruder. She succeeded momentarily, but then the intruder pointed his gun at Suzanne's chest. 
She was able to push the gun downward as he pulled the trigger, and so she sustained a leg wound. Next thing Suzanne noticed was Charlotte lying unconscious on the floor. She had been shot once in the chest, and she was gasping for air. Suzanne and Jim, who were both nurses, attempted to resuscitate their dying daughter as the gunman scooched against the wall and watched as they did their best to save her life. He then took his gun, put it to his head, and pulled the trigger. Emergency services arrived and took Charlotte, Suzanne, and the gunman to Maryland Shock Trauma Center. Sadly, Charlotte did not survive the attack and passed away at the hospital at the age of 16. The intruder was in critical condition. Suzanne was released later that day, and that's when the Zarembas learned the name of their daughter's murderer, Sean Kreiser. They had never heard of him. Sean was a 15-year-old classmate of Charlotte's at Howard High School, and as far as people could tell, they were nothing more than acquaintances. Although, friends of Charlotte told police that Sean had asked Charlotte to the school's homecoming dance only to be turned down. According to other students, Charlotte let him down easy. Not that it makes any difference. She could have been as mean as she wanted to be and still didn't deserve what she got. But nonetheless, she was nice about it. Sean lived just half a mile away with his grandfather and younger brother. While he had been known as a nice altar boy with a clean record, he had burglarized two homes, stealing a gun from one before committing the murder. He died of his injuries two days later on January 3rd. Suzanne Zaremba and police say the exact motive of the crime died with Sean. I didn't know Charlotte, but I feel like I did. She seemed like most happy, friendly teenage girls. In her public Instagram account, I'm able to see photos of her with friends. Different friends in nearly every picture. She seems to have a vibrant, fun-loving personality. Her bio reads, HHS, class of 19. Her Snapchat username, BLM, heart emoji. Love, followed by the pride flag, and the word liberation. As I scroll through her few posts, I pick up that much like me, she loves the television show Friends, and we went to the same Cage the Elephant tour. But there's one post that jumps out at me the most. It's a quote from October 2015, and it reads, You can't live your whole life trying to please other people. You have to please yourself too. As far as I can tell, police still haven't identified a motive. They sometimes even alluded to this as a random attack, hinting that he may not have even targeted Charlotte specifically. While legally it may be more difficult to pinpoint a motive, I feel that it's actually pretty simple. Sean couldn't accept that Charlotte didn't like him. On the morning of January 1st, Sean Kreiser didn't just take Charlotte's life. He set an ugly precedent that took away millions of young girls' right to choose. Because now, because of this murder, when asked to a dance, you can't help but wonder, is it a death sentence to say no?
Charlotte was laid to rest on January 8th. Outside of her funeral, her aunt, Mary Helen Spreacher, spoke to the Baltimore Sun about the kind of person Charlotte was. Let's listen. Charlotte was an extraordinary person, I think by anyone's standards. She had amazing qualities. She was incredibly empathetic. She loved people, she loved animals, and she wanted the best in this world. She didn't have as much time on this earth to change it the way she wanted to, but I think in the short time that she was here, she did change the world in her own way, in little pieces. And that's what we think, what we hope, is that everyone who cares about her will help carry that forward in years to come by reaching out to someone, by adopting an animal, by saying a kind word to someone. It's not enough just to remember her. It's more important to bring forward the things that she did and let her light continue to shine. Charlotte Zaremba deserved to grow up. Had Charlotte not been killed, she would be in her 20s now. Maybe she'd be in college, or maybe on another service trip. Maybe she'd be quarantining with her parents, wishing for the pandemic to end. Or maybe she'd be assisting with a vaccine clinic because she dreamed of working as a medical professional. I'm sure those who knew her have a better idea of what she'd be doing. But we can't really know for sure, because like too many other people, her life was cut short by a person with a gun. My sources for today's podcast come from a Baltimore Sun article by Tim Prudent, a WBAL-TV article by Salika Khan, and a Washington Post article by Ian Shapira. Music for today's podcast is Dolphinesque by God Mode and Feels by Patrick Petrikios. I'm committed to providing you with the best information possible. So if you have any questions about where I got information, have a correction to tell me about, or if you knew Charlotte and have something you want to add, please reach out to the UTR podcast at gmail.com. That's the UTR podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>